Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this man back. He, of course, is uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. He is a cardiologist, an epidemiologist. He's got uh, a number of, uh, of uh, letters and, and abbreviations after his name because he's that uh, educated. And he's a guy that I've, uh, I've turned to for a long time now, a couple of years now, Doc. First of all, thanks for coming back on. I appreciate uh, Hopefully, you're having a pretty good New Year so far. Thanks for having me. So I was watching Tucker Carlson last night, and I really loved where you guys went. For some reason, when we see something like DeMar Hamlin, the football player for the Buffalo Bills, who collapsed on field, we're not supposed to say anything about a possible connection to the jabs that we've been talking about for a long time. But we know, and and I think the last time I had you on, we know there's an incredible uptick in the number of deaths that are unexplained in in the world since COVID-19 and since the so-called vaccines came out. I believe the number you gave me last time was 40% increase in in people dying that we can't explain uh, but you do explain it by saying you feel there's a direct correlation you know now there's even more data in the last week a paper by uh panagist polycretus as first author i'm also the second author uh, we looked at all the deaths in europe in these soccer leagues and rugby leagues to keep a database and before the vaccines the number of cardiac arrests were 29 per year that's way more players than the nfl and the cardiac arrests were due to congenital heart problems and other things that were under. Since the vaccines, Joe, that number skyrocketed to 1598 cardiac arrests on the field. Wow. 1101 were fatal. Two thirds were fatal. This has been an absolute skyrocketing in on the field cardiac arrests. We also have data that came in just over the holiday period of time Uh, by the Rasmussen Report. Rasmussen Report's now a a representative survey of Americans. Two-thirds of them took the vaccine, a third didn't. And you know what? 28% of Americans know somebody who's died due to the vaccine. Wow. Incredible numbers. So the 40% is out out the window. If I do quick math, we're talking about a 500% increase, at least. Um, it's probably even more than it's almost a, it's close to a thousand percent increase. Well, let me ask you as, as the doc, first of all, go and get his book. It's called the courage to face COVID-19. You can go to the website that you saw underneath his name there. It's Dr. Peter McCullough, courage to face COVID.com to get the book. His direct website is Peter, uh, Peter McCullough, MD.com. What is it specifically in this vaccine or this jab in these shots that you think is directly affecting young athletic people in the way that it is? Is it the clotting that we've heard about? Is it something different? Is the myocarditis? What is it that you think is happening? There's now multiple reports. In fact, there's one out today in circulation, our best cardiology journal. First author is Yonker from Harvard. 16 boys with messenger RNA vaccine myocarditis they found circulating spike protein in the bloodstream. So we know that some of these boys must take up a lot of genetic material and produce measurable amounts of spike protein. Right. Now a paper from Bowmeyer and colleagues from Heidelberg, Germany, has shown that, in fact, the spike protein is in the heart causing damage, causing scar formation. There's fatal autopsy-confirmed cases now with scar in the heart from Verma, Choi, Gill, Uh, And most recently by Schwab, the Schwab uh, autopsy study in Germany is notable where uh, people who took the vaccine found dead at home Mm. within 20 days of taking the vaccine. Seventy one percent of them had some illness that was clearly due to the vaccine, like myocarditis or heart damage, blood clots, 
uh, stroke or hemorrhage into the brain. Uh, the vaccines are the proximate cause of death when someone's had a sudden unexplained death. Uh, and this brings up the whole issue of vaccination in sports teams, most noticeably the NFL. The NFL was a very prominent recipient of the COVID-19 Community Corps funding program. In 2021, the White House and HHS announced $13 billion were going to flow to organizations around the, the country, including the NFL. And the NFL turned around and mandated the vaccines. It was a very visible, uh, forward-facing program. Right. And the, the Associated Press is reporting 95% of pro football players took the vaccine, 100% of staffs, staff took it. And then in March of 2022, without any explanation, they drop all COVID protocols. It, pretty incredible. It's uh, it's Dr. Peter McCullough. Go to PeterMcCulloughMD.com. His last name is M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H. Um, you, you've been attacked because you've told the truth. You've been attacked because you've actually cited studies like you just did. But I love that, you're, that you've got the courage to stand up against this. Go to his Substack. It's Courage, uh, Courageous Discourse, PeterMcCulloughMD.com. Go there or just go to uh, PeterMcCulloughMD.com and, and get all of his links there. Get his new book as well called The Courage to Face COVID-19. Let's talk specifically about Damar Hamlin. I'm not a guy that watches the NFL anymore for political reasons because all the kneeling for the flag, we can get into that some other time. But I used to watch it, I mean, religiously. I would watch eight, ten games a week. And I never in my 56 years, Doc, have seen somebody because of a tackle just keel over. Just, just I mean, the guy died on the field. They, they thank God, resuscitated him, but his heart stopped. I've never seen that. And the excuses that we're hearing that it was some helmet to the heart, it was some sort of cordio something that I can't even pronounce, doesn't make any sense to me. Just a viewer who um, I played catcher in baseball. I get hit very hard as a catcher when people are trying to get uh, get to home uh, home plate. Never felt my heart was going to come out of my chest. I never felt like I was going to I was going to have cardiac arrest. So as you, somebody who's, I'm not educated, I'm just some dude that watches TV, but as you, somebody who's educated in this, as a cardiologist, is this normal to to get a helmet to the chest and then three seconds later fall flat on your back? (laughs) No, it was unrelated to the tackle. Now, commodio cordis was rapidly ruled out. Remember commodio cordis, that occurs with lacrosse balls or baseballs to an unprotected breastbone, about 20 to 30 cases per year. It's never happened in pro football. They wear pads that protect the breastbone. They get helmets to the chest all the time. That was rapidly ruled out. Remember, he made the tackle, he jumped up, he put his hands up to his face, almost clapped his hands, and then he fell over backwards. That was a primary cardiac arrest, and we know that because uh, the defibrillator pads were put on, he was shocked. Uh, back into the normal rhythm. He was stable for a period of time. The paramedics were waiting in the tunnel uh, for his mother to get on the the ambulance. So we knew he was stable at that point in time. And then we knew it was a primary electrical arrhythmic event because once he got to the hospital, his uncle reported today that he had a secondary cardiac arrest. Wow. And that happens in about 50% of out of hospital cardiac arrest, as I've published that with Rick Thompson in the American Journal of Cardiology in 1998. So I can tell you, I'm very expert in, in analyzing out of hospital cardiac arrest. I have a publication track record. This was a primary cardiac arrest. Uh, he received great care there. I predict that he will come off the ventilator and recover, but there will need to be an explanation of what happened, what precipitated this cardiac arrest because this is very public. Remember, federal funding went to the NFL. The vaccines were administered in a very public manner. Now, in on the center stage uh, in America, 
we see a primary cardiac arrest. There is a public health obligation for his family, the Buffalo Bills organization, the doctors uh, in the NFL to come out and tell America, did he take the vaccine? Was he part of the 95% who did? Or was he like Cole Beasley, his teammate who didn't take the vaccine? But this simple piece of information is needed because if he took the vaccine, it's possible that he suffered COVID-19 subclinical vaccine-induced myocarditis, and this small scar that's formed in the heart was the setup for an adrenaline-mediated cardiac arrest, which is now described in a, a peer-reviewed publication by Dr. Flavio Catagiani from Brazil. It's Dr. Peter McCullough, MD. You've got to go to his website, petermccullohmd.com. Check out his Substack. Get his book called The Courage to Face COVID-19. You said a lot there, Doc. And, and again, as a simpleton, I'm going, to, I'm going to bring some of it back up. You said primary cardiac arrest um, a few times. Does that mean that the earlier reports that he had it because of the hit could not have happened? That happened after the hit. As you said, he's walking backward. He jumped up. There wasn't any sort of a, 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 an event that made him immobile. He was fine for a few seconds, then fell backwards. Eerily similar to all the videos that we've seen of basketball players and soccer players and, and tennis players have just fallen over like they, they were done. Um, when you say primary, you, you, I take that to mean it didn't happen when the hit happened. Something separate made it happen. That's right. It's unrelated to the hit. I was on Tucker Carlson last night. Michelle Tafoya was on just ahead of me. I know Michelle. I've been on her show. Uh, you know, Everyone has looked at this, even uh, Stephen A. Smith, who was on uh, Sean Hannity. Everyone said, listen, that was a routine hit. It wasn't the hit that did this. Right. When a hit causes a spinal cord abnormality or some other uh, shock to the system, uh, the player stays down. Uh, when, when he bounced up, what have you, uh, you know, that was basically a surge of adrenaline. Yes. And the surge of adrenaline is probably the trigger for the cardiac arrest. Now, players have surges of adrenaline you know, through the entire game. What's different here is the heart must be different. Yeah. Either it has a scar or it's abnormally thick or it has a congenital abnormality that wasn't detected. Uh, I can tell you that the pro players are so carefully scrutinized. They have EKGs, echocardiograms, other tests. Uh, they're ruled fit to play. And that's the reason why there's such a high level of cardiovascular safety in the NFL. Everyone was commenting that this is distinctly unusual. They've never suspended a game before and sent the players home. Right. Uh, the, the media commentators and the players, they looked sick themselves. They looked nauseated because I think in their minds, they were thinking, is this just like the soccer players they've seen over right. in Europe? Is this a vaccine-related sudden cardiac death? Well, by the way, um, we, we know, I feel confident, and I'm not going to ask you to feel the same confidence level, but I feel confident that he was vaccinated because if he hadn't been, they would have told us already. And the Buffalo Bills also bragged at 100% um, compliance. That's why the Cole Beasley problem happened because he refused. Um, everybody else in the team, according to them, was vaccinated. One would assume that this player, Damar Hamlin, also was. Having said that, we've mentioned myocarditis, you and I, over years now. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not really sure what that is. Because you've said scarring on the heart a few times. Is it a weakening of the heart? Is it a scar that stops the heart from beating normally? And as you said, if he had a, 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 uh, some sort of an issue that he's had his whole life, they would have noticed that before they put him on the team two years ago. So what specifically, if you can in simple terms, tell me what myocarditis is? The COVID-19 vaccines are loaded on lipid nanoparticles. They travel to the heart. We've never had a vaccine that gets installed in the heart. 
And so it installs the genetic code for the Wuhan Institute of Virology spike protein, a right. dangerous foreign spike protein that's produced in pericytes inside the heart. The spike protein is not supposed to be there. The body attacks its own cells, starts to cause inflammation in the heart. That's called myocarditis. Okay. And then the body tries to heal. And when it heals, it forms a scar in the heart. Uh, your scars in the heart are the source for abnormal heart rhythms. That's the reason why with heart attacks, we put in stents and open up the arteries so we don't end up with a scar. Here, young men are taking the vaccine and they're ending up with scars in the heart. We see it on MRI and we see the scars on cardiac autopsy. And the uh, FDA agrees the vaccines cause myocarditis. So uh, in two papers now, one by Mansugian and the other one by Lepesic, prospective cohort studies, the estimate is 2.5% of people who are taking vaccines are getting heart damage. Wow. A smaller percentage is going to get a scar in the heart. The scar is typically small. It doesn't cause heart failure. It doesn't cause any symptoms. About half of people don't even know they have it. But under the right conditions, uh, a surge in adrenaline on the athletic playing field or during sleep, during 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., there's another internal surge of adrenaline. Those are the two times we're seeing the deaths of young people. The heart goes into a rhythm called ventricular tachycardia, and then it rapidly degenerates to ventricular fibrillation. And people go down. So when he stood up, he may have been in ventricular tachycardia for a minute. He went down, ventricular fibrillation. They, they quickly figured out what was going on. The hardest thing is to get underneath the pads, do effective CPR, and get defibrillation in place. Now, he got great care, uh, but the leading cause of what's happened in this case, until proven otherwise, is COVID-19 vaccine-induced. Wow myocarditis and sudden death, just like the 1598 athletes we've described in our paper in the peer-reviewed literature now. And it's, it's, it's an ethical and moral obligation for all the stakeholders to come out and tell us what's happened. And the direct correlation, in your opinion, is the adrenaline spike. Like, I, I'm somebody who goes and works out at the gym. I'm not vaccinated. I'm not going to get the shot. But had I gotten it, uh, that would increase because of the surge of adrenaline, the, the possibility of a damaged heart arresting like we saw with him with him the other night is that why athletes are are particularly prone to this it's true you know with myocarditis before covid we prohibit patient uh, people from going on the field wow so before covid if there was a powerful virus case of myocarditis or giant cell athletics are out it's prohibitive there are two guidelines that say no sports because the adrenaline trigger is uh, given the uh, inflammation in the heart and scarring is what triggers the cardiac death would it be your suggestion then, if you had the opportunity to talk to the NFL, that they should test every player for myocarditis, everybody in the NBA, everybody in soccer, and if they have myocarditis, they can't play? I mean, is that should we go that extreme, Doc? The number of cases in Europe is so alarming. It suggests that some type of screening program is needed, whether it involves EKG and biomarkers or moving on to advanced imaging. Uh, but the COVID-19 vaccines... Uh, in at least two studies, uh, the prevalence is too high. 2.5% is too high to allow this to occur. Now, it's a small subfraction of the 2.5%, yeah. uh, like Hamlin, who are at risk for this to happen. Uh, but this cannot go on at this point in time. He's lucky to survive. In the data I've published with Polycretus now, two-thirds of, of the players don't survive. They don't get effective uh, resuscitation or they can't be resuscitated and that's it. Now, listen, the doctors are going to have to work through a whole series of things, cardiac MRI, coronary angiography, electrophysiologic studies, and get to the bottom of it. He may have a congenital uh, abnormality in sodium channel. There's one 
paper uh, by uh, by Wedeporn and colleagues that have shown that of those who have cardiac arrests, they have a genetic abnormality in sodium channels in the heart called the SCN5A mutation. So he may actually have an underlying mutation where the damage from the COVID-19 vaccines and then the adrenaline surge all converge to precipitate this cardiac arrest. It's Dr. Peter McCullough. Doc, I'm almost out of time. What is the status of your situation with the board? I know that they're attacking you and trying to strip you of all sorts of things. Uh, What's the status of that? I've uh, filed a formal legal appeal with the American Board of Internal Medicine. I've discovered that they were colluding with Weber Shandwick, the marketing PR firm for Pfizer Moderna, I haven't heard a word from the board. Maybe they're backing down and we've, we've kind of uncovered. You know, the Twitter files have revealed that Twitter censor, censorship uh, uh, personnel were working with the CDC and F- FBI. Yes. I think Americans right now know something is up. There's a false government ag- agenda. And uh, I think people like myself, like you, have been speaking the truth. Uh, we're shining through. Yeah, and we are. And, and I appreciate your your courage for sure. PeterMcCulloughMD.com is the website. Get the book, The Courage to Face COVID-19. His Substack is amazing. Doc, thanks for jumping in the chair on short notice today. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pegg Show. Seeing Damar Hamlin collapse like he did, I thought it was important to have somebody on who is a world-renowned cardiologist, epidemiologist, and I think that Dr. McCullough really does hit some very important points. Many are already asking, can I see that interview again? Can I share that interview? I'll put it up on Rumble tonight. My Rumble name is Joe Pags, all one word, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. So you can go to JoePags.com and click on the Rumble link there. Do me a favor, stop by the Instagram as well. The short videos where I yell, come on at the end, are doing very well. Joe Talk Show there. Joe Talk Show on Getter, Joe Talk Show on uh, on Facebook, also on Twitter. It's Joe Pags on Truth. More to come. Keep it here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show.